History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports on a day, a Wednesday before the 4th of July, where news is breaking out all over. If you haven't heard, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court issued an epic ruling today uh, vacating the sexual assault conviction of uh, comedian and entertainer Bill Cosby. And just a few minutes ago, Bill Cosby walked out of prison after many years in prison uh, vindicated by a court, at least uh, his conviction erased by a court on uh, on a pretty serious technicality about what prosecutors promised to do and then doubled back and didn't do. It turns out in the court system, you have to abide by your word. And I think today's ruling in Pennsylvania Supreme Court will be reverberating for days for the women who accused uh, Bill Cosby of uh, wrongdoing of Bill Cosby and his family and for an entire nation taking a look at uh, the uh, mistakes that these prosecutors made according to their own state Supreme Court in Pennsylvania. Very big news day breaking there. And if that isn't big enough, guess what? In a few seconds, we're going to be talking to this, the Secretary of State of Georgia, Brad Raffsenberger. He is the man at the heart of the big election integrity debate in Georgia. Uh, the Department of Justice has just sued Georgia trying to block that new election integrity law. He's going to tell us what he thinks of that, but many other developments too. We're going to ask him about that 29-page report that we obtained at Just the News just last week. You saw it, read it here on Just the News. It's got a lot of attention. What does it say about Fulton County? What's he going to do about it? I think we're going to make some news about Fulton County on this show today. We ought to. And we got a lot of other things. I tell you, I've been doing some work, and sometimes journalists find wrongdoing by people. Sometimes they find unintentional problems that can be fixed. And in the last week, my colleague and I, uh, Daniel Payne and I, have stumbled onto something. With the help of people in Georgia and other states, there is a problem with the 1993 Voting Rights Act update that occurred on Bill Clinton's watch with the Democratic Congress. It mandated that voter rolls across the country couldn't be edited, you know, getting rid of old names or outdated people who are no longer residents. 
within 90 days of an election. Well, back in those days, we only had a couple elections a year and people didn't move that often. So the the cleaning up of the voting rolls was a smaller job and you only had a couple elections. So there were times in an election year to go in. Well, guess what? We have elections, runoffs, special elections, primaries, municipal elections. They're not all synchronized like they used to. And we did an interesting thing. We went through the calendar in Georgia and found out that in 2020, under the federal law, there were very few of any windows by which Georgia could have cleaned up its voter rolls, even though they knew they had old uh, folks on the roll, but the federal law precluded it. We're going to talk to Secretary of State Raffsenberger about that. Seems like some members of Congress need to know about this problem. It's something that can be easily fixed. It is insane in a modern era of America with all of our technology with all, that you can go an entire election year the year of 2020, and not be able to clean up your voter rolls from people you know are dead, don't work, uh, don't live in the state anymore. It is so such a potential for fraud or mismanagement or misconduct, and it can be fixed. But the federal law, according to several secretaries of states that we've been talking to the last few days, is the problem. And Georgia is a really good case example because Georgia has a lot of runoffs, a lot of special elections in 2020, uh, the passing of John Lewis, uh, 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 races where people didn't get to 50% of the vote, therefore they had to go to a runoff. And the windows were not there to clean that uh, voter roll. That's an outrage. We ought to be able to fix that system. There ought to be a way to fix the law and to do it in such a way that there's a window in every election year and every ele- and maybe twice in an election cycle where bad names, old names, outdated names can be uh, removed from the voter roll so we don't have cheating, don't have bad voting. Um, there are a lot of protections in the system, but this is a thing that is so fixable. It's remarkable. I couldn't believe it existed. It took a lot of work to get to the bottom of it. We're going to ask Secretary of State Brad Raffsenberger of the great state of Georgia about that as well. And we're going to press him on all those questions you have. Yeah, you know, I saw that suitcase of of, of ballots under the table. What's that about? We're going to go through all those things. We heard about the reports of double counting. I think the secretary has some interesting, specific responses. And I'd like to get the specifics. Generalities are great, but specifics are important. And uh, I'm pretty confident we're going to be able to get you specific answers today so you can make up your own mind about what you think happened in Georgia important stuff. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, our exclusive interview with Secretary of State Brad Raffsenberger uh, from Georgia on the hot seat in this big election integrity debate between the Department of Justice in Washington and the legislature of Georgia, which has tightened up its election rules. Who's going to win that debate? We're going to ask uh, Secretary of State Raffsenberger very quickly right after this commercial break. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean, L-E-A-N.com. 
Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, somebody on the very forefront of the election integrity debate that we're having in America. Joining us right now for the first time is Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Rassenberger. Mr. Secretary, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me, John. Uh, it's an honor to have you on the show. And let me let me start off. There's been a big moment in the last uh, week where the Justice Department came in and sued your state claiming that the election integrity law that your legislature passed somehow is disenfranchising voters. I wonder if you could react first just to what you think about that suit and how you're going to defend the state against it. Well, we're going to defend it with the truth. Uh, and that's on our side. And we're going to meet them and beat them, as I've said. If you look at the law, and I can go into the details with you, but Please. we've moved away from we've, we moved away from signature match with the absentee ballot situation, and we've moved, we've moved to driver's license. And we think that is the most effective way of doing that. It's very objective. In fact, what's interesting is currently being used in Minnesota with a Democrat secretary of state, Democrat governor. And they've been using it for years. It's also being used in red states. So it's a nonpartisan, bipartisan way of objectively identifying absentee voters. I have no doubt that that's going to withstand the scrutiny at the court. Yeah, and you would think if Minnesota and other states were using it, why didn't they get challenged before? It's kind of weird that this challenge comes up now. You, you've suggested that some politics is involved here, and I know no, no one in the Justice Department ever likes to hear that, but to talk a little bit why this feels political to you. Well, there's been progressives in the Justice Department for years that have been working on trying to really stop election reforms that are common sense reforms, and really make sure that we can objectively identify voters. When you think about it, we've had photo ID for years in Georgia for right. person voting. And they said that was going to depress turnout. It didn't. <laughs> That's for and sure. So we, we've had record turnout, yeah. we have record registration. And now we're doing the same idea with photo ID. If you don't have a driver's license, you can use the last four digits of your social security number. The government, the state of Georgia, will supply you a free ID at no charge to the voter. And then we just ask you for your birthday, day, month, and year, so we can objectively and, and uniquely identify that you are who you say you are. Yeah, and, and there's no, the intention of your state is not to get people not to vote. It's just to make sure that the person that is voting is who they say they are, right? That's all you're trying to do. Right, correct. And, and when I ran in 2018, what I said we need to do is we need to move away from signature match. Obviously, uh, two and a half years later, we're finally moving toward that. I'm really grateful that we have, are moving that way. But I think many people understand that this is a very objective measure and it's going to withstand the scrutiny of the court. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think also it's, it's popular among the American people. The polling shows all races, all age groups, uh, people support voter ID. So it's uh, correct. It's uh, pretty remarkable. I want to pivot to the uh, the difficult child you have in your state, if I could call it that, Fulton County. You've been talking about Fulton County for years. Uh, I think the state of Georgia has been talking about it for years. Uh, your own uh, expert went down there, observed, saw a lot of things that he didn't like. He wrote that 29-page memo. You've been public about it. What's the next step? How do you make sure that what you saw in November 2020 in Fulton County and what's ha probably happened for years before, how are you going to put a stop to it? And is taking the county into receivership an option for you? Yes, it is to answer your question. With SB 202, habitually failing counties can actually, the state election board can come in and replace the election director and really take over the governance of that. 
you look at what they had in Florida for years, I believe it was Palm Beach County, another right. county, they were just failing every year. Finally, they gave the General Assembly gave the power to the governor so they could do something about it. And I don't think you're hearing about those problem counties anymore. No, they're fixed. So if that's what we need to do in Fulton County, then that's what we need to do. And now there's the that that uh, ability to do that with SB 202. I'm the first secretary of state to get them on our consent agreement that allowed us to have that monitor there, Carter Jones, who wrote that report. Right. So what he what he said, he said, so it's all this mismanagement. He, the, the upside positive note was that he did not see illegality or ballot stuffing. But all that mismanagement, dysfunction, what it does is it creates voter distrust. And it right. really lends itself to conspiracy theories. So it needs to be fixed. It's our largest county. And, you know, people that live in Fulton County, like I do, I'm tired of it. But so are everyone else live in the other 158 counties. They like to get their results sooner, and they like to make sure that they have confidence in those results. Yeah, that's a really important point. Now, the process that you would take is that you would recommend, I guess, to the state elections board, then the state elections board under law has the right to vote and make that happen. Is that process something you're about to start or in the process of doing? Well, it really uh, can bubble up uh, from public comment. It can come up from the General Assembly that really, you know, makes, you know, writes a, a letter or information and starts that process of really beginning the review. The state election board can do that on their own. There's several avenues for that to begin. But then it would be a thoughtful, thorough, legal process. Everyone would have their due process rights. But when you go back to the AJC, they've been writing about Fulton County since 1993. They have. Yeah, two two and a half decades. Yeah. Uh, you and I were, you know, you know, probably a lot younger. Age, but like, <laughs> yeah, a lot younger. Well, let's let it go at that. But, but uh, it's finally. I, I think people are saying enough is enough. Yeah, and is it your personal recommendation? I just want to make sure I understand. Your per- oh, yes. Yeah, you believe yeah, the time already, has come I, for Fulton County to be taken over, get fixed. I've already, and I've already asked for uh, Rick Barron, the election director, to be fired. That's right. And what's interesting is that the board of election. It's a three-two board: three Democrats, two Republicans. And one of the Democrats crossed the, crossed across the aisle and joined the Republicans and voted to fire him. Wow! Uh, that that Democrat was not reappointed by the Democrat Party. She made a hard, difficult choice, the yeah. right choice, um, against her party's wishes. But then the county commission said, "You don't have the authority to do that," and they overruled it. And they have a four-three Democrat-Republican commission and voted by party lines. The wow. Democrats voted to keep him in place. So that's why you have this uh, put in place by this uh, SB 202 to give the state election board that power. They don't want to replace. They don't want to come in and take over counties. But if people aren't locally going to fix it, at some point, the people of Georgia you know, need to have things fixed. And if it has to happen at the state level, then it will. Yeah, well, it sounds like that time has come and it, you've started that in motion, which is very interesting. Um, I, you had an op-ed and, and I've just been learning about this from your staff. I've been working with them on, on some stuff. And this is a really interesting issue because you just announced that uh, you're going to be purging the rolls like you normally do in an off election year. And some people say, well, why doesn't it happen in 2020 election year? And I got educated on this. And part of it is there's a federal law that says 90 days Within 90 days of any election, you can't purge the rolls. And in 2020, you had so many elections in Georgia. Correct me if I'm wrong, there really wasn't a window to purge the rolls in 2020. Is that a loophole or a problem that Congress and others might have to go back and look at? I think they definitely need to. The NVRA, the National Voting Rights Act, was put into place in 1993 with a Democrat Congress, Democrat Senator, and President Bill Clinton. And there was no bipartisan support. And when they say 90 days before the window, we, we, have, we start our primaries so early, so that blocks that window out. 
Right. Then we we have runoffs in Georgia. So in effect, 2020, we're not allowed to update our vote rules. But meanwhile, uh, the federal law says up to 30 days, you have to put people on the voter rolls. So we had 250,000 plus people move into Georgia. We had about 230,000 people move out of Georgia. That's a lot of movement. That sure is. People people don't understand how dynamic or how mobile our society is. That's about 10% averages every year, Americans moving around within the county, within the precinct, out of the precinct, out of the county, out of state. And when they move out of state, no one ever sends a slip back and say, hey, I moved over here to Texas. So we did join ERIC, the Electronic Registration Information Center. And that are 30 states now that are members of that. Yeah. And all the southeastern states plus Texas are members of that, except Tennessee. is a voluntary organization, state by state, so it's not federal, top-down. But what, when people move to Florida, we'll find out about when they register. So we can remove them objectively. That's a good thing. But NVRA really hurts us when it comes into election years. And people rightly should be asking Congress to do something in a bipartisan nature. Let's fix that. Uh, It's just our society is just so mobile. It really uh, doesn't lend to having clean, accurate voter rolls. Yeah, it's a real issue. And it's something I just got educated on recently, but it's a very real thing. And and, uh, it it was interesting to see the calendar because you start matching up the calendar in Georgia. You're like, wow, there's an election almost every 90 days in Georgia. You guys are pretty busy on elections. And uh, we are. Yeah, no, it's a very, and the mobility thing is a real issue. It's a, a 21st century phenomenon that's so so amazing. Um, I want to drill down because obviously there, there are people like President Trump and there are conservatives who aren't convinced that the Georgia election was conducted well. And you've been very firm. You've never swayed on this claim. You went on 60 Minutes. You've said it in press conferences. You're confident the 2020 vote was accurately counted, even with the issues in Fulton County. And I I wonder if you could just explain how you could see the things written in that 29 pages. You know, what does that show versus why you can, even when those things happen, why you feel that an accurate account can occur in Georgia? Well, one of the reasons is because Carter Jones was there and we had eyes on there. One of the members of our state election board also, he's the uh, Republican member uh, appointed by the state Senate. Uh, He's been overseeing elections and and in the weeds. He was down at one of the uh, major uh, tabulation centers from Fulton County also uh, till two or three o'clock in the morning. So we had other eyes on that, not just our investigators. Right. Uh, his report, though, you know, was troubling. And, and we're, we're thankful that we have this information so then we can give that to the state election board for further action. But a lot of things were said that there were like over 2,000 felons that voted. Right. We checked the records. Didn't happen. And we have, well, we have an investigation for up to 74 potential. And now we're yeah. digging into that. Was it but it's no more than 74. Right. Uh, we had we had no underage voting. Uh, report said that there were 66,000 underage voters. See, what people don't realize is that you can register to vote when you're 17, but you can't, can't vote cast. unless you're and you can't cast your ballot unless you're 18 by election day. So there actually was zero. Uh, we had no underage voting. People were saying there's 2,400 of those. We did deep dive on that. Right. And out of the 10,000 dead people that they said voted. We found two. two. It was the spouses. And so we, we, we drill all that down, and it, they just weren't the numbers that people, you know, alleged that they were. Yep. And we respectfully shared that with Congress. We respectfully put that out on our website. Right. But we understand we have a very small megaphone. So yeah. uh, it's, it's just tough to get that out. And, and I'm a Republican. I'm conservative. Yep. Yes, I'm disappointed. Those were the results. 
when you look at some of the things that, that Carter Jones put in his report, it's a, re- it's a really, you know, what the great thing about the report, it's really clearly written. It, there's not any ambiguity about what he saw and what he reported and what got you concerned. We now know why you were talking about Fulton County. You see that report. You hear people were tired and they were scanning the ballot two or three times in some occasions. How do we make sure that those votes don't get counted like what happened in New York this, the, the, you know, this morning where we found out that they may have counted some test ballots in the, in the original counts? Um, what safeguards? I think this is something that people don't understand. You have safeguards to catch this sure. double, double scanning, right? Yeah, right. Let's say we have 5 million paper ballots. We know we did a physical count of those. Right. And so when we, we think about when we go back to the hand recount we did. We had 5 million ballots that were scanned and tabulated electronically. Then we did a 100% hand recount, and we got 5 million. The number was in 0.3%. So that's how close it was. Then we went ahead and scanned those again the third time for another recount. So those ballots were counted three times. But as every time you scan, you record how many scans you have. So you look at, I have, let's say in this precinct, 1,500 voters that came through. So I know uh, I checked in 1,500 voters. Then how many scanned on the machines? 1,500. Then how many tabulations they had? 1,500. So you start looking at the numbers all line up. But you could look like you're scanning something three times. In effect, the scan wasn't recording, just like sometimes at the office with the copy machine. Yeah, it doesn't go through. But but that's also we're talking about scanning versus tabulation. And the tabulation is not scanning. And that's as the in-the-weeds election thing. So that's why we allowed, and states are allowing you to scan the absentee ballots early, but you don't tabulate because you don't want anyone to know what the numbers are until after the polls close right. at 7 p.m. So right. that's really what that was. Uh, primarily, but it does go to again, um, really just the, it, sloppy uh, election management, and yeah. it just breeds the whole controversy, conspiracies. But John, we've been dealing with this since 2016 yeah. as a nation. That's right. Because President President Trump won big in 2016, and what did Hillary Clinton say? Yeah. Oh, Russian collusion. Yeah. Then here in Georgia, y'all were, were, were looking at us. But Stacey Abrams lost by 55,000 votes, and she said, I can't concede because of voter suppression, and we think the machines flip votes, and all this, you know, silliness, and she still hasn't conceded. And so it, what it does, though, is it breeds distrust and lack of confidence. And that's why SB 202, getting looping back to that, is so good, but we have so many good measures in there to, to make election management more efficient and easier for your county election officials but also to, to give voters confidence that their vote will count, but also there won't be any illegal voting because that's what we want at the end of the day, confidence in the system. Yeah, no, that's key. And, and you said it's been two consecutive elections where one's half of the country, the other half of the country wasn't satisfied. And I think we got to get people past that moment. And it seems like that's what you guys are trying to do in Georgia. Uh, any, I just always ask this question because I'm always mystified by that. We all saw that video footage, and I guess it can be interpreted many different ways of the ballots coming out from under the table. One of the things that Carter uh, Jones really flagged was the way ballots were being moved within the Fulton County system. They were not secure as they were being moved through, which means someone could have grabbed some or, or changed some theoretically. And also, sometimes when they were being tabulated, the names and identities or addresses were visible in a way that you know led the potential for inappropriate behavior afterwards. If you go into 2022 and Fulton County is still in the same hands with that sort of stuff going on, uh, will you be satisfied that uh, in 2022 if Fulton County is still running itself and you don't have outside uh, experts or the state running it? No, we won't be 
test at all. Uh, I think they've been put on notice. Uh, we put them on notice after the the uh, June primary when they had their meltdown last right. year. Uh, and then obviously they still had issues in November. And I think everyone knows that they're on notice. Uh, we'll have, you know, eyes on this. I think you're also going to see outside monitors. SB202 included uh, a provision yeah. for additional outside monitors, and that'll be good. Uh, what I'd love to see is the monitors to be trained on the election process. But really what poll worker training is, and they understand the process, and then they can objectively really, you know, see what is going on and then just give valuable information. And we'll bring things before the SCB board, the state election board, for prosecution and sending it to the attorney general's office. But really, we want it fixed. And yeah, that's they the need key. To replace, if they need to replace that management team uh, up and down the line, then that's what they need to do. If they can work with the team, then they, they just need to fix it because people in Fulton County are tired, but so are the people in the rest of the state also. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Yeah, because the whole state uh, is, it's a reflection of the whole state when Fulton County has these problems and and it puts it, the state in a bad light. Um, this is great, sir. I really appreciate the time today. And uh, we're going to keep following this, that, that this idea about the 90 day window, I think is so important to get to members of Congress. I didn't know about the problem that it created, but we live in a society where we have lots of elections and lots of mobility. It sounds like something that members of Congress can, can get involved in and maybe fix in the next, uh, the next few years. Well, that'd be a great thing for you to focus in on. So please circle back and call me anytime. I would, sir. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks, John. Thank you, sir. Okay, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick House Nutrition and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. All right, folks. It's, wow, what a day. Bill Cosby out of prison. Brad Rassenberger talking about taking over the Fulton County elections. He is not convinced that the Fulton County can run itself. He wants to exercise that new law. He's it looks like he's encouraging the state elections board to do that. That is news that just broke on this show 
We're so glad you were part of it and could be part of it and could hear it yourself. A lot of things to think about with uh, Secretary of State Rassenberger. I really thought his explanation of the 90-day window problem that federal laws created, that's something that members of Congress could go to tomorrow and fix and take this off the table. Seems like we ought to get that out there, and we will here at Just the News inform our policymakers and you, our readers, listeners, and viewers about that. Uh, last up, as you know, we're getting ready for the 4th of July. It is summer grilling season. Uh, I try to use my grill. Sometimes I use it every night. I have to admit, I love grilling. Um, it's time right now to uh, think about resupplying your freezer. How are you going to do that? You're going to go to my good friends at Kansas City Steak. They are amazing folks. They have a special deal to bring the steakhouse to your house. It doesn't get any better. You don't have to go food shopping. You haven't got to fight for the steaks. You don't have to huff over the increased prices or the lack of supply. I'll tell you, the last couple of times I went to grocery stores, I couldn't find steaks. They were out on a midday and a Saturday because of um, supply chain shortages and worker shortages. Not good. But you don't have that problem if you've got the relationship we have with Kansas City Steaks. You bring the steakhouse to your house for your dad, for you, for your friends all summer long for the 4th of July or Labor Day and every day in between. How do you do that? You go to KansasCitySteaks.com and you're going to get 15% off your order plus free shipping. So 15% off the bill and free shipping. That's going to save you a lot of moolah. You can buy some more steaks with that. And all you have to do is put the code JUSTNEWS, one word, in the checkout box when you get to checkout. You're going to get that 15% off. You're going to get free shipping, and you're going to be savoring the sizzling sound on your grill, the great smell of the meat cooking, and an incredible time with friends, family, maybe just by yourself. I was a bachelor a couple of weeks ago. I cooked up a couple steaks. My wife didn't see me, so I got away with it. I love steaks, and uh, the guys at Kansas City Steaks don't make it any easier. You can't get it any easier, and you can't get a better price. Skip the stores. Get that stuff on your grill. Get it in your freezer. Uh, how do you do it? Go to KansasCitySteak.com right now. Put in the code JUSTNEWS, all one word, and you get savings and free shipping just because you're a Just the News family member. We're trying to take care of you, and our great advertisers and sponsors do that every day. Go support them. Every time you buy a steak, every time you buy a package, every time that box shows up on your front door with that great frozen steak ready to go in your freezer on your grill, you're supporting the important work of Just the News and John Solomon Reports. I thank you for doing that. I thank the great folks at Kansas City Steaks for backing us and having our backs and giving us a great offer. This is real money you're saving when you make these orders. All right, folks, that's it. Big news we had today. Bill Cosby, Brad Raffsenberger, a little steaks. You gotta, that's a good way to end it. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see if we can top, the, top what we got today for tomorrow. Pretty big uh, ask, but uh, an important day of news. Stay with us all night long at justthenews.com. We'll have a lot of updates for you. All right. God bless you, and God bless his amazing country, the United States, as he always has. Talk to you tomorrow. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34-plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So 
you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.